Blog Talk Radio. Race fans, welcome to the most listened to show on the 110 Nation Radio Network when it's hot, it's hot. Presenting you the caution flag of racing radio, the DJ Music Man, and the Tasmanian Devil of Flaggers. Here's your host, Chris, Chris and Tad. All right, good evening, Race Chat Live fans. It is Craig Moore in the studio. We are awaiting Taz. Uh, we are awaiting the new father. Congratulations, Taz and Bree, on the birth of your precious little daughter uh, last week. I'll let him give you the details when he joins us live in about 20 minutes. <laughs> 20 minutes or so. Chris is taking care of business, a family matter. His his one boy or his two boys are in an archery tournament for, I believe it's school, and I believe they're in states. So uh, congratulations to the Creighton boys on making it that far. It was a heck of a weekend for Cup and Xfinity. Um <clears throat> I want to give a huge shout-out to Chase Briscoe and Tyler Reddick, as well as Alva, Florida's own, the watermelon farmer, Ross Chastain, for their top three. Ross's uh, third-place finish of the season for Trackhouse Racing. That is phenomenal. Uh, expect big things out of Ross over the next 31 weeks as far as that goes I think that team is on a I think Trackhouse is on a roll and I think that uh, they could be um, in for a win or two before we get to the halfway mark of the season Uh, Chase Briscoe of course as I said won his very first truck truck, uh, I'm sorry cup race I can't talk tonight won his very first cup race he said that he was crying um, during the last eight or ten laps of the race mainly the last lap because he was uh, (coughs) he knew that he he just knew that uh, okay that's fine Taz I'll let you in you just let me know um he knew he was going to win it, and I was listening to, I forget what show it was today, I believe it was The Godfather, Dave Moody, and he was talking about the, he had somebody on, and he, the guy said, my favorite commercial with Tony and, and Chase Briscoe is the fact that Tony has got him up in the air, and I don't remember the exact verbiage of the commercial. He said uh, something to the effect of he's the greatest of all time. And Tony Stewart said, I am the GOAT. I don't know if I'd really go that far, but, hey, it wasn't my commercial to write. And Mr. Mahendra, who owns Mahendra Tractors over in India, said that uh, he was super Excited. Let's see if I can get Taz on the line. Taz, you there? You got me, buddy? 
All right, buddy, I got you. I got you. So, uh, hey, congratulations. Thank you. To you and the... To you and the missus, I thought maybe you'd post something on the Race Chat Live page, and I actually was going to ask you if I could do it, and then it totally slipped my mind. Uh, but congratulations to you both. She is definitely, definitely precious. So what did you she's think? Got, she's, I definitely, she's, definitely got, she's definitely got some of daddy in her, and she's uh, she's already got me spoiling her already pretty much well that's that's kind of easy <laughs> there's no such thing as spoiling a baby she i will say she's got your notes i will say she's got your notes um and if she has your eye apparently she wasn't too happy that the race was over on saturday or sunday from what you had well, said in the race well, chat well we we didn't get to watch the race Saturday. Uh, sun, Sunday we had the cup race on, and as it was ending, um, the other half was like was holding um, holding Alana, and she goes, "All right, now that the race is over, mommy's gonna change the channel and watch the rest of Survivor." And without skipping a beat, she started crying her eyes out. I'm just standing there laughing hysterically. So did you take her in the bedroom and put Flo racing on? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> well, that's what I would do. I would take her in the bedroom and I'd put Flo racing on. And you two watch Flo racing and let the boss lady watch whatever the heck she wants to watch. <laughs> but um, I just, I don't know if you heard the start. Chase Briscoe, obviously, we all know, won his first race. He was yep. trying. Um, he really needs to go see somebody about his hair. He's awful young to be losing it, and it was pretty much a comb over in his interview. If, that, if he didn't have a yeah, 2K, he, started, he was He's starting to show his was, old age at a young time. Yeah, I was like, wow, that looks like a 2 but uh, <laughs> congratulations to him, and of course, um, I believe it was Tyler Reddick finished second, and Ross Chastain finished third. Um, and um, Ross Chastain, I don't remember exactly. I believe it's his second, maybe his third, uh, top three finish in a row. Yeah, and uh, I got some other notables. For uh, today, maybe I'll save them for stat of the day when we talk about it at the bottom of the hour. That's what I'll do. I'll save those for for stat of the day, some of the stuff that I come up with uh, from watching the (coughs) – excuse me, from from re-watching, like, the highlights of the race. Um, We were down at my – down in my father and my – uh, bonus mom getting ready for the upcoming weekend here in our area for what is called Sugar Fest. So we were helping them get ready for the weekend, uh, the upcoming weekend with doing some remodeling stuff and things like that. So I, I, I sped watch the um, the race from, excuse me, from Phoenix Plus listen to it. Chastain said it was so much front 
It was so much fun up front. Well, we all know it isn't fun. We all know it isn't fun from the back of the pack. Um, so that was kind yeah, there of. Was, there was a couple. Uh, there was a couple different uh, oddballs in there this week. Um, I know, um, trying to think. I know some of the big name drivers struggled late in the race. Uh, Kyle Larson ended up breaking out. Truex breaking out. Um, those are big names and big oh. favorites for Phoenix. Speaking of Truex, so I'm listening to the broadcast. I'm rewatching it. Um, Danica Patrick and her infinite stupid wisdom. And I'll tell you what, I, I thought we were done talking about Danica when she was racing and doing stupid things. But Martin Truex Jr. blows a tire. And Danica says, is that my fault? I just, I sat here, I literally had to play it back to see if maybe it was pieced together. And it wasn't. So I just got a question. I I don't like her in the booth at all. I miss Tony. I, I think she's I think she's boring. I mean, I would rather watch paint dry. I mean, um, when she was when she was with um, Alan Bestwick for the two uh, SRX races, she wasn't even that thrilled, and even Alan Bestwick wasn't even all that thrilled. But that guy can put – you can pair him up with anybody. That guy will do the absolute best he can to be the most professional as possible. Hey, yo, Chico, here's the deal. His job is to make them – their job is to to make their guests announcers. Do you like my Razor Ramon reference there? Yes, I actually do. <laughs> Their job is to make their guest announcer look good. So whatever they have to do to make their guest announcer look good, they'll do. There's an old adage, you can't shine and I'm not going to finish it. And that's exactly what she is in the booth. I don't like her. I think she's very vanilla. Um, I think they need to get somebody more relevant in there. She doesn't have kind of extra pep in the step. No, she doesn't. The only thing she was good at in NASCAR was bringing eyes to the sport and costing Tony Stewart money. Um, you know, with with wrecked race cars. So I thought she was boring. Which, which is weird. Which is weird because she had a decent Xfinity career. She with did. Junior but... Motorsports. Like everything else in NASCAR, they seem to rush them up to the top and then do nothing with them when they're there. So that's my that's my thing. That's my take on her in the... Um, you sound like the WWE right now. What's that? You just sounded like well, the yeah, WWE right now. I know, I know. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't if I, I swear to God sometimes NASCAR is as scripted as that is. Um I got a question for you and it's something to ponder. Sure. And we'll we'll talk about it. And I'm interested to know everybody else's 
take on it. And if anybody would like to call in that's listening, you can do that at 718-664-9861. So if you want to call in and uh, chime in on this, here's a question I've got. Huh? What's the question you got? What did you think? I totally lost my question anyway. Um, I totally blew it because I decided to pop the number. I'll, I'll think about it in a second and go on. What was your takeaway from the Xfinity? Did you get a chance to watch it? Unfortunately, no. Um, I didn't. I was meaning to catch the highlights of it. Um, well, with my little busy last few days, I haven't had a good chance to really do it. I think the only good chance I've yeah, had to watch really the series chance. race. So What's here's that? the question. I just thought. I just thought about it. All so right. now we got these competition cautions, right? Which are stupid, but yes. Okay, do you know why we have them? No, and they need to get rid of them. Here's here's why we have them, and I learned this today. In the throes of COVID in 2020 and 2021, what did we do away with? We lost practice in qualifying on like 90% of the tracks. Correct. So the competition cautions were put in there for teams to make adjustments because there was no qualifying in practice. Which NASCAR, which I'm fine with. NASCAR, NASCAR says they're going to keep the excuse me, NASCAR says they're going to keep the competition cautions for the foreseeable future because we're only doing 20 minutes of practice. Now, well, I very seldom I very seldom agree with Chris. I know he's probably listening. I very seldom agree with Chris, but on this, I will agree with him on. I do not have the time nor the patience to sit and watch two hours of practice. I think once they get this next-gen car nailed down at every size track, and we've been to four of them already, so we've already hit it, um, Daytona was a two-and-a-half-mile track. California, two-mile track. Vegas, a one-and-a-half-mile track. And PIR, a one-mile track. We've already hit pretty much, except for the road courses, the the majority of the tracks that we're going to go to, the size-wise. Get rid of the competition caution. You know what the cars are going to do at these tracks, um, size-wise, which is why the – they don't need them, period. The point of them there was so that there was – because there was no qualifying and no practice, which I was fine with the competition cautions. But now, essentially, it's, they're pointless because you've brought it back, and essentially you might as well just add them at an additional stage and give drivers points. Congratulations. Yeah. I I'm still out on that, and I know we've been in this stage racing thing for the last three or four years. But I'm not so well, sure. I'm, I'm fine with the stage racing. That's fine with me. 
I'm not a big fan and of this. The competition caution needs to go away. Yeah, I agree. The competition caution can go bye-bye. Um, here's my thought on the stage racing. Where there was no cautions before, where we've had some races like Talladega where we've gone caution-free, there's always going to be a caution. And it gives teams a chance to make changes. Well, Let them race. Well, with the playoff, I'll say it this way. I'm fine with stage racing, and I'm fine with the extra bonus points, but the added playoff point. My concern with that is the so, – trying to think where I'm going with this. I know where I'm going, but I'm trying to figure out how to explain it. Let's put it that way. My deal is times where the caution is, depending on the track, there's times where the caution is needed, and there's times where the caution is not. I could see it. I could see cautions be thrown on races like Daytona, Talladega, um, maybe the short tracks just to kind of, you know, settle everybody down for a bit. But I feel like there's races like road courses and line mile and a half track are really not needed. No, yeah, I say get rid of them. These guys are supposed to be the best of the best of the best. They're at the cup level for a reason. All right, some of these guys are pushed before they should be. But they're supposed to be the best of the best. If these guys cannot make adjustments on the fly, um, then they shouldn't. Then they shouldn't be in a cup car. Then they should go back to the Xfinity or the uh, uh, truck series or ARCA. And I'm not downgrading ARCA because those guys are some of the finest drivers. Truck series and Xfinity too, but Cup series is the best of the best. Real quick, if anybody calls in, uh, please refrain from any obscene language. Stuff you wouldn't necessarily want your uh, grandmother to hear. Um, I don't have a dump button. I do have a hang-up button. And people will tell you that know me, I know how to use that quite well. So, um, if you're going to call in, keep your comments. And then your comments, PG. Um I understand Miss Lee chimed in and says Danica sucks as an announcer, even for indie race. Yeah, she doesn't belong in the announce booth, period. She, she doesn't belong behind the wheel, and she doesn't belong in an announce booth. Uh, I can't say that. Um, Xfinity. Let's talk a little bit about Xfinity racing. Um Noah Gregson, I feel like Noah, early on, I'm going to say right now, Noah Gregson is the championship favorite. I haven't, I've seen other guys perform well, but up to his level, up to Gregson's level, I haven't seen much of anyone get to that point. I mean, the guys, what are we, four races in, four for four on top fives and top tens, and he just picked up right. his first one of the season. 
Yeah, this kid is this kid is phenomenal. Um, I I will say kudos to his team for climbing the fence. I did watch. I believe I watched the end of the, yeah. I think we got home in time for the end of that race, or I caught it on TV. Um, because I watched him climb the fence, and I thought to myself, "Oh my God, the only one smart that still has a helmet on is Noah." <laughs> If these guys yeah. fall, it could be all bad. Um, he pulled the um. Uh, it's, it's Kevin Harvick that climbs the fence too, right? Yes. Kevin Harvick has Harvick hasn't climbed the fence in a while, and if SHR don't get their stuff together, he won't be climbing a fence this year either. I I am honestly hoping that um SHR. And I'm really hoping they actually prove me right, is that SHR is going through what Hendrick went through before Johnson retired. Which is get your young drivers in, get them experienced. Once they have a few years under their belt, they're gonna shine they're gonna shine through. It's gonna take them it may take them a couple of years to do so. But if you get rid of the get rid of the veteran and get hungry young guys into the into a full fleet uh, for your team, then I think your team will go back to where it was. Yeah. I I just hope that I mean I we all know that Harvick is in the twilight of his career. Um I know Chris Chris is a huge Kevin Harvick fan. Um so I'm not saying I'm not talking down about any particular driver, but he's in the twilight of his career. Um, They may be using him as a test crash dummy, for a better lack of words. Uh, They may be using him for other things. Uh, I just think that, you know, they've got to get their season turned around. Um, I know we're going to talk power rankings here in, oh, let's see, around 835 to 9. They're on a a good path, but not the greatest path. Let's put it that way. I mean, there is a big stat I want to read that SHR excels over everyone else, which it mind blew me because I never would have thought of that until I saw it. I was like, whoa, really? If you go back to look, it really happened. So it's mind blowing. You wouldn't think of it, but it's it's a shocker, that's for sure. The other thing, we got a couple we got about seven minutes left in this segment. Here's what shocks me. Are you ready? Alright. Trevor Bain rallies to fourth. Um I like to see, I mean, he's working his way back up the cup. He's not that old. Um, he registers a top five at Phoenix, and he's putting, he's going to race this coming week in Atlanta. Um, it, it, he started from the pole. He won stage one on lap 45, crossed fourth at stage two included on lap 90 and ultimately finished fourth when the checkered flag flew at lap 200. Um, 
he overcame a pass-through penalty that put him at the back of the pack after getting caught speeding on pit road before the final stage went live. Uh, he says, I'm sick to my stomach that I didn't win that race. That was by far the best race car I've ever been in, which I find to be which I find to be funny when they say that uh, because they've been in a lot of race cars. And, um, but I really think that. I'm starting to think his talent's really showing. I, um, I really thought the, the kid just didn't really have it. He did, he did not, he wasn't bad in Xfinity, but he wasn't that good to put him in the cup level. And then when, and I, of course, Daytona, you know, you just got to be the right place, right time when it comes to the closing moments. And he did what he did to win the Daytona 500. But since then, he hasn't shown um, the talent and or that people really thought he and believed he had. And I guess maybe him losing his ride for a few years and now gives us, like, I'm giving you a chance. Here's a part-time schedule. Let's see what you got. Right. Make the most of it, kid. You know, um, pretty much what Gibbs said to him was, here's your opportunity. Make the most of it. Do what you got to do. And he was, and he was able to do that. We got a, Bain is another, Trevor Bain is another casualty, as she, as Miss Lee just said. Um, and he is, and Chris says he is doing great, and he is. I expect him to win, if not this weekend in Atlanta when he runs again. Um, if he doesn't win, he's going to be in the top five yet again. Um, in other Xfinity news, uh, the number seven team, uh, Gator. got handed out, he got handed out suspensions, um, today, NASCAR suspended crew chief Ryan Parks and crew members Blaine Anderson, the front tire changer, and Alan Hallman, the jackman on Tuesday for four championship points. events after the number seven Spire Motorsports Chevrolet lost the wheel during Sunday's race. You knew that was coming. Ooh, um, there's some black flag news for y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know I'm a little bit ahead, but I just, <laughs> I've seen that and I popped for it because I'm like, whoa. But um, we'll get to more black flag news at around uh, 10 after 9 or so after Taz give, after we do a local roundup. Uh, we're waiting for Chris to send in our group chat his um, his stuff. It is 827 here in Stand the East Coast. We are uh, my name is Craig Moore. My name is Craig Moore. I am with my buddy from upstate New York, Kaz Taylor. Chris is at an archery tournament for his children. And uh, we wish them the best of luck in their archery tournament down in Mississippi. Um, But it is time for that segment known as 
stat or stats of the day because I have a stat. I have a couple of stats as well. So, Taz, go ahead. I have one. I'm trying to find my other one. But, um, <clears throat> I well, the other one I'm trying to find, I kind of remember off the top of my head. And we've t- we hit on FHR, right? And here's the big shocker of of all SHR of all the drivers among teams, the team leading with the most top ten finishes, shockingly enough, is Stuart Haas Racing. They sit with six top ten finishes. And I believe the next one is Hendrick and I want to say it's a big team. I want to say it's either Penske or Gibbs. I don't fully remember which one. And those two teams had five. So it's shocking to hear that teams like Gibbs and Hendrick have left top fives in Stuart Haas. And Stuart Haas is the ones that we're not even really talking about. My other stat of the day is that we are 10 races in amongst the major top three series, Trucks, Xfinity Cup. And we have <clears throat> so 10 races amongst those three series so far. And we've had 10 different winners for this year. Interesting. Every winner in the Cup has been under 30. Ooh. So far this year, every winner in Cup the, has been under 30. Do you know who the oldest is of that bunch? Or? No, I don't. Uh, but Corey LaJoy said he turns 31 in September or he'll be 30. So he plans, he says he's hoping to add his name to that list. This weekend, I don't see it happening unless every other car crashes up. I'm sorry, Spire's just slacking. <laughs> I thought they would have done so much better this year, but I haven't seen the performances I was kind of expecting. All right, so I've got. Well, I just gave you my first stat of the day. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. I'm going to give you my other one. Double A battery. Eric Almarola, his top 10 streak ended on Sunday. Uh, his consecutive top 10. What's that? How many top 10 did he have in a row? Um, I don't know. They didn't, they didn't really say it, but um, and I didn't get a chance to look. But I didn't even know he had that streak going. Yeah, obviously it was uh, noteworthy and newsworthy, or they wouldn't have mentioned it during the uh, during the final closing laps. Um, and Chase Briscoe, the Heat. Not only can he say he's won in Phoenix, but they can't they can't take that away from him. But the other thing they can't take away from him, Taz, is what I'm going to tell you. He is the 200th winner in the NASCAR Cup Series. 
That is right. Um, I did remember seeing that this morning. I actually was going to, if you've ever watched um, American Idol or things like that, when they they were going to tell you after the break, and then I remember we don't take commercial breaks, so I couldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) So that was my other, that was my two stats, and then I added the other um, one. I've got some. When we do checker flag, black flag later um, at the top of the hour after the roundup, the local roundup, I've got some news and notes on that. Uh, Byron won stage one. Blaney charges from almost dead last to to, uh, finish the second stage. I'm sorry, to finish the first stage 13th. And then he won stage two. One of the things that impressed me about uh, Phoenix was they were able to go, when they started the final stage, did you see how many wide those guys were? They were seven, eight cars wide. Well, that's the dog leg of Phoenix for you. Right. Um, and that's actually we're gonna we're gonna touch on that later, and that's part of the fan question: is what is a dog leg, and why were the speeds so much slower? Taz, you're gonna have the answers for that. Uh, you're gonna have the answers for that later. Why were the speeds so much slower um, at Phoenix versus the other tracks? Um, I just want to touch base with you. This week we go to Atlanta. I know we're going to talk about this later as well. They've repaved that. They reconfigured it. They added four degrees of banking. Um, And then the 27th, we go to one of Chase Elliott's strongholds, a road course, and then we go back to the short track at Richmond. Um, So... The next three races are nowhere going to be easy to pick a winner. Oh, speaking of picking a winner, I believe that Miss Lee picked correctly this Sunday, correct? She picked correctly on Saturday, actually. And even though she may not be the the point leader at the moment, well, actually, I have to calculate the Cup Series uh, points before we get to before we get to picks later, but um, I knew, but she was after the Xfinity race. She's got a narrow gap on or closing in on me. I think it's less than ten points, but she has more picks than any one total of our uh, of our little uh, group bet we got. Yeah. <laughs> well. Here's the deal with that, and we got a couple of minutes, so we'll we'll touch base on this. Last year, every driver she picked, and I'm probably going to jinx it for her, but every driver she picked, something happened to him, and she brought him bad juju. Um, this year, I think I'm going to start agreeing with her and take who she takes. <laughs> 
because you might need to if you and Chris are slacking because Mr. CJ and Miss Lee and I are pulling away from y'all. Yeah. I'm waiting to see. She was just typing and then she erased it. I think she's typing back. Um, but, you know, every race last year, she'd pick, she'd pick Al Geiger and I'd be like, all right, yeah. And he'd bone us both. So finally I stopped going away from her picks. I might have to take her picks though this year <laughs> because she's doing real well. She just sent a message in the group chat that darn you, Craig, jinxed me. So I'm interested to get what uh, Chris's picks are and uh, CJ's and, of course, the wonderful Miss Lee Mama Bear uh, when we get to that point of the show. So, Ted, let's, let's talk power rankings. You have everybody's copy. I don't have my copy because I pretty much did it on the fly. Well, I have everybody's copy, and, of course, our power rankings are averaged out. So there you're getting the most middle ground power rankings you're getting. So I'll quickly run through the teams that didn't make the top ten. On the bottom is... Live Fast Motorsports by B.J. McLeod at number 16. Number 15 is Rick Ware Racing. Moving um, Spire is ranked 14. They swapped from our last uh, power ranking. Front row stays at number 13. GTG loses one spot. They're down to 12th. And Colleg Racing down four spots. They are ranked number 11. Any wow. before we get to, before we get further? No, let's get right into the top ten, shall we? Let's get into the top ten, shall we? Yep. Sorry about that. Um, Number 10, and they stayed number 10 for our last ranking, is Wood Brothers, the Harrison Burton, Little Harry, number 21 rookie team. Well, Wood Brothers ain't rookie by any stretch of the means by since they're a long-term team, but they got the rookie behind them, and we, av- we average rank to them at number 10. All right. Number nine. Number nine, up three spots. They're not the big mover, but they're up three spots. Um, And that is the two-car tandem of what was known as RPM Motorsports and now known as Petty GMS Motorsports. I think the the main guy behind that team right now is some man Jones with his solid performances. Yeah, except for his solid performance when he looped it around and wrecked it this weekend. Yeah, some man Jones so far has done very well this year. I am very impressed. I know he's had talent. I think the pre- the pressure of him having uh, teammates behind him has gone away because last year he ran as a single car team. 
and now he's kind of he took that as like okay this is my time to shine on my own I don't have any pressure now this year he has a teammate but at least he has that self I believe he has that self-confidence in himself now now who was that I'm sorry I was reading what Miss Lee said uh Eric Jones he didn't have yeah I didn't uh, too I he think didn't that... have teammates last year right I think I think with the teammates, he has somebody to play off of. He has somebody to look at their notes and vice versa. Hey, what are you doing at what are you doing at PIR that maybe I'm not doing, or or what's your setup like, or you know, what shock package are you running? What spring package are you running? Um, what are you using for air, and you know, what's your poundage in air, and and so I think that if you have somebody to run off of, play off of, uh, yeah, I agree, Chris, that Jones boy does need to finish, though. He does need yeah. to finish. He can get, he can get it well, started, but he... Performs well, just yeah. can't finish. Yeah, exactly. And I think once he gets finishes, he will be fine. Um, and I think that that's right where they, they're right where they need to be, well, except for the finishes. Well, I, you have to also think that there's Pillsbury, Ty Dillon, but, um, he, I haven't seen much out of him, which is why I'm kind of holding them back. I want to move him forward, but I haven't seen the performance out of Ty Dillon that he used to have with Jermaine. Now, here's a thought, and I just, I'm just i interested to hear what you say and then what our colleagues say in our chat. Um, could that be, because now he's with a bigger organization, so he has, it's in the reverse for him, where before he had everything to prove, he had to do it. He had to do it himself. Now he has a teammate to fall back on. Now he has a teammate to fall back on. Sorry, my phone slipped. And he's relying on a teammate. I think that he needs to get his head out of his rear end. That team needs to figure out what he needs to run that race car the way he needs to run it. I don't care what your name is. I don't care what your name is. Look at Kyle Petty, prime example, the king's son. The man won eight races in his career, maybe nine. Is he going to be forever known as Austin's brother, or does he want to break out? Um, And I agree, Miss Lee. Um, Or does he want to be... Does he always want to be known as Austin's brother, or does he want to have his own identity? Uh, Miss Lee said in our group chat, RPM is going to put more support behind Jones than Dylan. Yeah, and I'm not sure why. I'd love to hear Miss Lee's thoughts on that. I'd love if Miss Lee would call it. I know she's not a big micro, she's not a big talker on the phone, but I'd love to have her call in, chime in, and give us her thoughts. Uh, Chris is getting ready to chime in as well. Go ahead with your rest of them. 
So we have, let's see, we just went over Petty GMS. All right, so down two spots at number eight is 2311 of Bubba Wallace and Kurt Busch. Okay, yeah, that that team, I don't know. Um, I don't know what they can do over there at 23-11 with Bubba other than get a new driver. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what they're going to have to do with him or that team to get them to where they need to be. Um, I was hoping that the addition of Kurt Busch, we uh, um, that they would find their groove for Bubba, and they have not, except for Daytona. And I do too, Miss Lee. Miss Lee said, "I hope Bubba can learn from Kurt." I hope so, too, and I think that's why they brought Kurt in was to help Bubba. And I know that's why they brought him in. That was the talk all off-season. And apparently, the only time you learned from him <laughs> was at Daytona. So go ahead. Um, Kurt Bush, he's, I don't know. He's done... He's excelling less. I don't know if it's because of the the slack Bubba's giving him, but I don't know if it's him still trying to adjust from Chevy to Toyota. Maybe I'm wrong in that aspect, but Bubba hasn't had his performances either. They're not the worst, well, here's, but... Well, here's a good point Miss Lee brought up. Is Bubba teachable? Does he want to learn? You know how we said earlier about one driver being the um, catalyst to make somebody else better? Yep. That's what Kurt is at 2311 for. He is in, Kurt's in the twilight of his career. It's no secret. Um, So his job at 2311 is to make Bubba a better driver. Can they do that? Is he teachable? Or like Miss Lee just said, is his ego going to get in the um, Bubba Wallace's ego going to get in the way? You know, we all think that we're an expert in what we do. It doesn't matter what we do, but if our ego isn't in check, you know, it's going to hurt us. So, you know, that's that's all I've got to say about 2311. Next. All right. So moving forward to number seven, also down two spots, is the newly named uh, Art Roush Fenway Keselowski RFK Racing. And I'm kind of surprised because Keselowski's got talent. We all know it. He's I've only seen him run up front, what, in like two races, I think, out of the four we've had. One of them was Daytona, yeah. and then I haven't seen much of Busher at all either. 
No. I I honestly wasn't – I forget where I put these guys in my list. Uh, I honestly wasn't even going to rank them because they've got major issues over there. This reminds me of Roush Fenway racing of old. Um, I agree, Lee. Well, He's had the most terrible I'm, time since the move. Yeah, I was hoping that he would help Roush by becoming a a better competitor out of Busher. We know Busher's got the talent. And if I'm not mistaken, Kislowski is an engineer. He went to school for engineering, or was that Newman? I know Newman did. Um, Brad probably did. But if it's if I'm not mistaken, so did Brad. So I don't know what Brad and that team over there at RFK Racing have to do, but they need to do it quickly. Or they're going to be one of those also-ran teams like uh, B.J. McLeod, which every time I want to say B.J. McLeod, I want to say B.J. McKay and, and his best friend Bear because that's about what it reminds me of. I just did it myself, but that's okay. Go ahead on your uh, number six, Tess. Busher's talented, but RFK is a mess. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. I mean, and Busher could be in the twilight of his career. If, If things don't turn around, can people afford to keep paying him for subpar performances? No. And I'm going to tell you what. They'll get rid of him before Kozlowski will step out of the car. You know, they're not going to waste money if they can't figure it out. And just like in, well, unlike any other sport, they fire the coach, not the player. Well, in this case, they're going to fire the player, not the coach. Go ahead with number six. And number six, moving up two spots, is track house. Ross Chastain with his current streak of top three finishes. Suarez has ran very well. He's kind of like Jones, runs well, just needs to finish better. Um, I think that team's on an uprise in quick. Well, there's no since doubt. The, there's no doubt. Since the uh, CGR or Chip Ganassi uh, move that they had. I just... And who owns that? Um, oh, Pitbull. Is it Pitbull part of the owner? Part owner? Yeah. Name, if I remember him right. and Justin Marks. Yeah, uh, him and Justin Marks. I don't know why that team is so successful this year other than everybody's on a level playing field with this new car. Will things change? Once we're halfway through the season, who knows? But the road that Trackhouse is on now, I'm going to tell you what. I think you're going to see a first time, another first-time winner this weekend. And I'll, I'll tell you who I think that's going to be uh, coming up at 930. Suarez definitely needs to finish better. You know, what does he call his amigo? My amigo, Daniel Suarez, he needs to finish better, Paco. 
That's a really bad Spanish dialect, but you get what I mean. He needs to finish better. He needs to put the finishes together. And at Daytona, listening to him down in the fan zone talking about it, he was super stoked for a good season. And, you know, that's that's part of the battle. The other battle is qualifying well and racing well and finishing well. The dust-up I think he had with Kyle Busch this weekend, uh, I don't quite know that was either one of their faults. Uh, I do know that Daniel got a little loose, and then Kyle was coming up and just tapped him. And I forgot who the – oh, they got into Austin Dillon and took Dillon out. But I seriously think track houses – they're set for a victory, I would say, before the All-Star – before the – before uh, the summer switch to NBC. Go ahead, Des, number five. All right. Top five. And number five, dropping three spots, is Joe Gibbs. Yeah, I don't know what to say about JGR other than they need to figure it out. Kyle's had a mess of problems. He can't use it. They don't have practice. They don't have qualifying. He doesn't like this new practice format. I get it. It's 20 minutes instead of an hour, hour and a half. But they all are dealing with the same amount of practice time. So that's not an excuse. It's even across the board. The same excuse he had last year. Well, we're not practicing. We're not qualifying. Well, you all aren't practicing or qualifying, so come up with another excuse, Kyle. Well, I'm trying to find – when it came to the top five, I was trying to figure out consistency. Um, Like, who's been more consistent and stuff like that. And, unfortunately, JGR hasn't had the consistency to be, like, a top three team. I mean, you had – what was it, Auto Club, or was it Vegas that they were struggling? I think it was Auto Club, where we didn't even see them at all. They kept they kept the weight down in the caboose. Right. So, I but mean, they've, I think they've, over, overall... JGR has got to get... Overall, as a team, they need to figure out how to put all the pieces together to run well, because they're excelling in parts and then they're not excelling in parts. Um, JGR and Toyota in general are struggling this year, Miss Lee said, and I can't agree more. They all need to figure out what the problem is. They're not the power team that they once were. And if they don't figure it out soon, they could have no drivers in the top 16. I go with number four because we're up against four minutes. Number four, they didn't even move at all from our last ranking, is Richard Childress Racing, and I think that's a solid spot for them. Being a two-car tandem, Tyler Reddick, for the most part, leading the charge out of that tandem. Austin Dillon somehow shining through towards the end of the race each week. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Tyler Reddick was They're right where they need to be. Yeah, Tyler Reddick was a favorite to win uh, Auto Club in Las Vegas. 
unfortunately, Auto Club didn't favor him, but. All right, number three. All right, number three, the big mover up six spots is none other than SHR. Yeah, Ford has um, an SHR. They have done some major, major things. What's your take on it, Mr. Mister Taylor? SHR, they've been the quiet team. As I mentioned earlier in the of the day, they have the most top ten finishes amongst all teams. Um, they're beating out Hendrick and another big team. It may be just by one top ten, but they can have the bragging rights saying, well, we have the most top tens. Where are you guys? Uh, Briscoe has obviously got a win under his belt. Harvick was starting to shine through here at Phoenix. Um, Eric Amarola has had some gloats of spotlight. Custer would start early, but he would always find an issue each week. So, Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna definitely. I think you're gonna see with with Chase Briscoe's win. I I'm a firm believer that that's gonna light a uh, fire under them, and you're going to see a marked improvement when we visit this again next month. I wouldn't be surprised to see them move up next. Number two is. Team Penske of Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, and Austin Sindrick. They got a win under Austin Sindrick from the Daytona 500. And Logano has had solid performances. Blaney has had solid performances. The only thing that made me keep them at number two instead of moving up to number one is the finishes between our number one ranked team and Penske. And Penske hasn't had the finishes. They've had the best performance overall as a team during the races. Just the finishes aren't exactly quite there. But I wouldn't be surprised if they are exactly on point within the next few weeks. Right. And I, you know, I'm going to talk about this in my black flag, checkered flag portion. So I don't really want to go into it too much. But Blaney's performance this past weekend was phenomenal. I mean, that kid is starting, and I say kid, but he's starting to really shine as a driver. And it's quite scary. I don't know if maybe it's the haircut that he got. Maybe he got rid of the stash, and that and that's really helped him. Um, he's no longer, but the, what I'm, is it, that 70s mullet man look? Yes. Yes, in the 80s Magnum P.I. look. Um, I just dated myself, I know. (laughs) Number one. Number one. Should not be a surprise. They were number one in our first ranking. That's Hendrick Motorsports. Two wins from Larson and Bowman. Byron has had excelling moments. And... I mean, um, let's just face it, the the team overall has had it there. Chase Elliott's shown his performances. I think the only downfall they had was the communication between him and Larson. 
um, at Auto Club. But other than that, the team is solidly right there. Yeah, I uh, I think that your best your best uh, the way we got them is the way that we have them. And until somebody comes up and unseats them, they're going to be number one next month. So, I mean, I don't know if the other two have anything to chime in about it. I know Chris is on his uh, at states with his son, with his kids for archery. I don't know if Miss Lee wants to chime in, but uh, that is the top ten compiled by all of us. Um, let me just, because I don't know if you saw, we didn't get a chance to, I don't know if you figured in Miss Lee's top 10, but she had Hendrick at number one, Penske at number two, SHR at number three, RCR at number four, JDR at five. Oh, those are Chris's. Chris's Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have, I have everyone's individual. Gotcha. Um, Gotcha. I apologize. That's all right. I think I think my rankings are pretty much up to par. I put RFK lower than where they were. Um, I put JTD Doherty higher than where they stood. I put them as a top ten team, but I know me putting Recky Spinhouse as a top ten. Yeah. Like me saying Colic was a top ten team at the start of the season. Right. Well, we'll have to see. Maybe they'll turn their ship around and get it right the right way. All right. So nine o'clock, top of the hour. We've got some uh, local racing news from. Uh, I know why not has some. Uh, I got to look it up real quick, but I will tell you this weekend is at Hendry County Motorsports Park which I may try to get. Oh, it's Saturday. Um, I will not be there because I will be at Sugar Fest uh, doing a couple of events at Sugar Fest. Um, it is a race one of six. The Drive Bowstar Barstow uh, Tire Zone Street Stock and Six Pack Race Series. Um, so that's, that kicks off Saturday night here at Hendry County Motorsports Park. You guys don't start up there. Your car show is in your car show is actually next weekend, I believe. Um uh, yes. It is. Because on next week's show we got Jeremy Terrell and his father, uh Jeff joining us uh, oh, a couple of days before they load in at the Rotterdam Square Mall or what they call the Viaport Rotterdam now, unless they've changed it already um, no, that's they're going to load in so I expect full pictures from you even with baby in tow <laughs> yeah uh, some, somehow I know you're going to get there irregardless so hopefully if you get there you'll be able to share some pictures and, and your thoughts on paint schemes and whatnot coming up i will like i would like to say this if you are listening uh in the upstate new york area um schaefer racing is doing their bowling benefit april 3rd at um imperial lanes 
I don't believe tickets are sold out yet. Uh, actually, Mike Jackson uh, has contacted me. And uh, unfortunately, I cannot make it up there for the tournament as I usually DJ the tournament and MC it. But uh, if you guys are in that area and want to take part, if you can't bowl, at least go for the prizes. All the prizes are usually super stellar. That takes place April 3rd. I'll share the photo on it, uh, the flyer on it on the Race Chat Live page tomorrow morning. And Mike Jackson will be with us April 26th as our guest. And uh, you can check out uh, HendryRacing.com for more information on the uh, Henry County Motorsports Park here in Clewiston, Florida. Uh, for their racing action. Why not Motorsports Park? I'm going to try to pull that up real quick, see what I can find out, uh, because as we know, Chris is a little busy tonight with family obligations. Normally, he would uh, tell us what's going on and why not. But uh, let me see if I can find results quick. Somebody hacked a page. Well, if you want, Craig, I can do my part while you're looking that up. What's that? If you want, Craig, I can do my part while you're looking that up. Absolutely. Do your part. So, Short Track Super Series, the elite race from Georgetown Speedway got postponed till end of October due to the wonderful Mother Nature winter weather up here in the Northeast. She decided to take a poop on that one. Um, as for the next set of races for that series, it's this weekend with what they have been calling the Keystone State Double, if I'm reading that right. Yes, Keystone State Double, as they open up the 2022 uh, South Region Campaign at uh, Salem's Grove Speedway on Saturday, March 19th, and then they head to Port Royal Speedway on Sunday, March 20th. Again, this is to open the 2022 Short Series Herlock Auto and Speed Supply South Region. Um, last year, Salem's Grove hosted the series for the second time in history, uh, where Andy Bichetti claimed the series' first ever visit to the half-mile track in Snyder County. He bested two New York stars of Anthony Perego and Matt Shepard to claim that victory. This year's icebreaker at Salem's Grove will once again pay 5000 to the winner with a boosted $500 to take the green. The appearance for Port Royal this weekend will pay $5,000 to win as well, $500 to start. Both events are 400 laps or 40 laps, not 440 laps in distance. The spring version of the Speed Showcase 40, hosted by the Speed Palace, hosted by the Speed Palace, Port Royal, is the third of its kind. Five of the previous seven appearances have taken place in the month of October. The Canadian Money Matt Williamson is the only two-time series winner at Port Royal, claiming back-to-back victories in October of 2020 and March of 21. 
Williams' 2020 triumph came in the inaugural speed showcase 200, which paid him 53000 to win. Stuart Friesen joined Williams in a speed, case show, speed showcase 200 winners in the fall of 21, claiming the $50,000 prize at that time. And the defending series champion is looking to start the South Region campaign, Mike Mahaney, Magic Mike, to defend his crown for 2022. Nice, nice. I did find information on Why Not Motorsports Park. Uh, it is the House of Hook, baby. You can uh, you go to that track on the 19th, you will hear none other than one of the voices of Race Chat Live in the booth calling the action, Mr. Chris Creighton. Uh, that is the next weekly re- racing event, which is March 19th. That is in that is this Saturday. So uh, be sure to get there for that if you're down in that neck of the woods. And then they race again April 2nd. Uh, so that's it for the local local stuff, unless you've got anything else, Mr. Taylor. Mr. Taylor. I don't hear him snoring, so he hasn't fallen asleep. Um, My bad. I forgot I muted myself. <laughs> I thought maybe you were sleeping. Um, Not yet. Speaking of sleep, speaking of sleep, because we got about a minute, minute and a half. How is she doing with sleeping, and how is the missus sleeping? Um, can we say she sleeps well during the day? <laughs> the night, so you're getting the up night, with her at night. I would say the night's a struggle. Yeah. Well, unless she wants. What to time was she born? Uh, two thirty in the morning. So. She sleeps well during the day. That's technically AM. Congratulations. <laughs> technically AM. Congratulations. Um, not a problem, Miss Lee. I, I wanted to make sure we got that in there. But... Um, we all got to step up when necessary. So, black flag, checkered flag news. I've got a tie, actually. I've got a tie um, for checkered flag. Uh, my tie is the 14th of Briscoe at, for SHR and a Penske driver. And that would be the 12th team of Ryan Blaney. Uh, Chase Briscoe come off strong, win his first race, his first Cup Series race. And Blaney for overcoming obstacle upon obstacle. Um, it's, it's amazing what you can do when your heart and soul is into something. Um, I don't know if I necessarily have a black flag for this week other than uh, 
tire issues. We still got to figure out what we're going to do. NASCAR still got to figure out what they're doing with the tire. Um, it's a shame that we're uh, it's a shame that we've we've still talking about this four or five races in. Um, I would hope that they would find something to do. It ruins a day. I forget who it was. They drove all the way back to the garage on the rotor. Uh, that's that's my only black flag. I don't know if it's so much a Goodyear problem or a NASCAR problem, but I think it's a little bit of both. And you're going to take out serious contenders with stuff that I think you could avoid. And that's that's all I've got. What do you got for black flag, checker flag? Oh, Taz. The hey, Tasmanian. Mute yeah, I'm just going to say, hey, unmute yourself, buddy. <laughs> My only news um, for black flag was the Le- Corey LaJoy news you mentioned earlier. The number seven cup car. The as far as checkered flag, I'm not sure, but can we turn the format of qualifying into heat racing since that's essentially what it is? Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you. Or we can have dual races each week. Yeah. I think you put them out there and let them just run. Where they finish in practice is where they start in a race. Also, in other news, um, I guess you could say this checker flag if you want to. Uh, Hendrick Motorsports announced that Kelly Blue Book will be the primary partner on the number nine for number nine Chase Elliott ride for the Bristol Dirt Race and Watkins Glen this season. Very, very nice. Paint scheme, nice. I rate. Paint scheme, I rate a six out of ten. It's got potential. <laughs> it's got potential, but it didn't fulfill the the good juju. Yeah, don't worry about the baby cried, Jazz. We got it. That's 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 natural. Uh, you just tell her that Uncle Craig said she'd cry all she wants. Um, <laughs> Because you're going to be done here in a little while, and you'll take care of her so the the lady, the nice lady, can get some rest. Um, yeah, I I think that uh, I'm glad we're talking about the Bristol Dirt Race. I'm glad that it's at night because that's where the dirt race belongs, and it's the way that it should be. It should be ran at night, and that's all there is to it. So I'm glad to see that. And I think it's cool that Kelly Blue Book has signed on for for at least two races this year uh, and to help out Hendrick. I really wish they'd do something with Kyle Larson over at Hendrick so I can stop seeing HendrickCars.com on his car. Um, I remember back in the day, 
and I'm sure Chris and Miss Lee, as long as as well as CJ, and probably well, yourself, he would has, remember when that was. He has Valvoline trusted this past week. Yeah. Bright red thing but, you can't miss. I, you know what? And it threw me off. Speaking of that, and speaking of that, uh, getting back to my original thought, it used to be when he would put that, when he would put his dealership on, when he put his uh, family dealerships on, it was because he couldn't get a sponsor. And now it's just easier. Um, But getting back to the Kyle Busch car, It totally threw me off to see the wall on his car. Like, yeah, I, mean, I was looking at it today, and I'm like, Kyle Bush, where the hell is he? And then I was like, oh, he's in the DeWalt 18 DeWalt car. Like, it totally threw me off. And I guess yeah, we're going to have to get used to that because Eminem Mars is not coming back next year. Yeah, I remember... Or I remember, I think it was like two or three times during the race. I was like, "Look at that DeWalt car go, go Christopher Bell!" And then there, and then it was, and then it would get a close up on it. I'd be like, "Wait, Bell's in the Craftsman car. Who's got DeWalt?" And then it was the eighteen. And I was like, "Okay, Mr. Christopher yeah. Bell or Matt Kenseth having that sponsor." Right, and so I mean that's going to take, and it's going to take some getting used to going forward next year without Eminem Mars being on the car. Uh, for Kyle Busch, I was I was very shocked to hear that uh, that they were pulling their that they were pulling their um, sponsorship. Because yeah, yeah, I I would have thought that they'd be there until KB retired and took over Joe Gibbs Racing or or started his own Cup team. Um, anybody else have uh, Miss Lee you have anything for black flag checkered flag news I mean if not we might Taz we might get out of here early tonight buddy we might we might coming up um, in a little bit we're going to have the fan question and I'm going to let Taz handle it. I have my answer, and I know what the answer is. Um, but I kinda, if you were if you were in the 110 thread earlier, I know, Taz, you were Chris Lee, and I'm sure CJ thought. Um, I had a smart Alex answer for it. But um, coming up with the fan question is the tracks – Phoenix was slower than any other track so far that we've been to this year. Why is that, and what's a dog leg? So we're going to – Taz is going to – Taz is going to uh, talk about that. We're going to have the pick line up here in a little bit. Um, Miss Lee's chomping at the bit because she gets to go last, I think. Um, We'll find out about Um, that. (laughs) I might have to answer the fan question and get – uh, points done kind of quick. That's fine. That's fine. Um, but let's talk Atlanta repave for a little while. So Work they've repaved we'll get... the track. They've repaved the track. They've added four degrees of banking. 
last I heard this morning, they were talking about putting in the yellow line rule. Uh, if nobody's familiar with what the yellow line rule is, it happens at Talladega and Daytona. Simply means you cannot go beyond below the yellow line to make a pass. If you do, you are shuffled back. You cannot advance your position under the yellow, double yellow line. They're doing this because this track is going to be bad fast. And by bad fast, I mean this. The tires, there's new pavement. There's new asphalt down. So the track is baby smooth. So there's no ruts. There's no divots. There's no nothing. There's no bumps. It's smooth just like a baby's backside. This allows the cars to go faster. Now, they say they're using the 500, horse, 500 horsepower package, and the uh, spoilers are going to be very, very hot to create downforce. They're going to need the downforce because they're going to reach speeds, I guarantee you, over 200 miles an hour in qualifying. Um, Kaz. Yes. Are they going to, do you think that applying the double yellow line rule to Atlanta for this race at least they're talking, if not the whole track, part of it, going into turn one, coming out of one or going out of two. Do you think it's a good move or a bad move? Well, it's a good move, bad move. Repeat that again. The double yellow line rule. You think it's a good move or a bad move? And why? Mm. I mean, for the situation given, it's a good move to avoid any possible big wrecks. But at the same time, it's a bad move because there can be times where it's out of your control when that happens. And you end up penalizing teams and they're just like, well, it was out of our control, but NASCAR can, you know, whip out penalties for no reason apparently because they can't make very accurate calls. I mean, the truck race yeah, proved it when they were at Vegas. Well, that's an argument for another day, but NASCAR seems to pick their rules according to what track it is and who it is they're trying to play favorites to that weekend. Yeah, I said it. I said it, but I don't know. We'll have to see whether, excuse me, we'll have to see whether or not it works in their favor. I know they're the 500 horsepower package and and taller spoilers is uh, definitely on the market for this weekend, so that'll definitely be interesting. Definitely be interesting. All right. Did you uh, find what you were looking for doing the points lineup? Calculating the 
total points after I got the cup points in. So by so we, you've up. enlisted give, the help of the lady minute. of the house. So by we, that means you have enlisted the help of the mother of the house. Um, If you want to word it that way, sure. <laughs> That's all right. Listen, I know how that goes. When I need something done, I get it. I, I normally have her do it for me because it gets done quick and it gets done the right way the first time. We are so, yes, uh, seconds. We are about seconds away. All right, awesome. That's just what I want so, to hear. Seconds, picking, seconds away. So, picking last or picking first this week is unfortunately the host we are missing this week, which is Chris. Then it falls to Mr. Craig. Oh, yay. I'm used to being um, close do, to last. I do believe all three series are active this week. Yes. All right, all three. So, oh, Chris just chimed into the chat. So, Chris, uh, you're up first for your pick there, buddy. And we're at the newly uh, paved Atlanta. So I'm so used to Chris being in the studio. He's actually in the chat because he's on his way back from the States uh, with his with his boys. Who, uh He's going nematode on the trucks. Wow. John Hunter Nematode. Kind of like that, though. Kind of like that. I ain't going to lie. Same here. That's that's a solid that's a solid pick I'll go with. And his Xfinity pick Xfinity pick is not a shocker. I can't see it, so who is it? It's it's the um let's see you got you got the rasp, you got the blue, you got the berries. So he's going Josh Berry. Uh, yeah. Berry, Blueberry, uh, Josh Berry. All right. And, and for cup, the cup, he's, he's got Mr. Vin Diesel, Riddick, Tyler Riddick. you got to be kidding me. Holy cow. I could see that happening. He's knocking on the door. He knocked on the door last week, actually. Yeah, at Phoenix, and I, and I wasn't really expecting. I was expecting him, expecting him to be a front runner, but not like race winning. All right. So, Craig, so there we have you Chris. are up so, on the deck board, sir. All right. So, oh man, I don't, I don't want to jump all over Chris's picks because. I don't want to tag team his truck pick because, um, well, I believe that his truck pick is spot on, though. I don't know. It's like, but let me look at the let me look at the entry list. Oh, my neighbor is. Um, well, I lost it. 
I thought it was my neighbor was going to be there. Uh, but I heard that he was going to race in Atlanta anyway, and that was Ross Chastain. Uh, I say neighbor because, yeah, he's going to be he's going to be in the race, and he's going to be sponsored by Eat Florida Wall at Watermelon for Nice Racing. Um, let me look quick. You know what? I might. I'm going to go with Ben Rhodes. Not a bad pick. No, I'm going to go with Ben Rhodes in the, uh, in the, uh, in the cup. Shastain runs as well as cup. Well, Shastain is not an eligible pick for the truck race. No, because I would have picked him if he was. Um, all right, Miss Lee's got some interesting picks. I can't wait to get to those. Um, I'm going to agree with I'm going to agree with CJ in the uh, in the uh, Xfinity race. I'm going to go two for two for Noah Gregson. And in Cup, oh, Miss Lee. You're killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. She took Blaney. She, oh. All right, well, I guess I'm going to go with La 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 Larson in the Cup Series. Ooh, really? Because, and here's why. It's As I said earlier, it's a bad, fast track. Racing's going to be up top. Where does Larson like to run? Top of the top of the hill, baby, and uh, I, I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping that him and CJ's pick have like kissed and made up, because if not, it could be a long ride back to Charlotte. So if you've not figured out. If you've not figured out who CJ's pick is for Cup, shame on you. So those are my picks. All right. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna write these down now because I always forget them. Mr. CJ, his picks first for trucks is Reese's Priest's Ryan Priest. The his Xfinity pick is he's saying this guy will go two in a row. No aggressive, Noah Gregson, and then his final pick for Cup Series is the face that runs the place, Chase Elliott. All right, Miss Lee, Mama Bear, as we affectionately <coughs> excuse me, as we affectionately call her here at the one ten. Um, our PR extraordinaire lady. She's taking Johnny Hunter Nemechek, um, and she says, dang it, Chris. I'm taking Josh Berry, too, except in Cup Series, in the Cup Series, she's going with the Magnum P.I. wannabe, Ryan Blaney for Cup. 
in the Cup Series race. So um, definitely going to be interesting. She is actually leading the points, and as I said, I'm happy for her. Um, 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 um. She's not leading points if I haven't picked yet. Oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just uh foreshadowing, I should say. Well, if you want to know how close the points are, I'm on top of one forty. Miss Lee sits six points behind me. Mr. CG's nine points behind me. Craig at 95, and Chris is knocking on your door, Craig, at 91. Well, well, well. Hey, 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 it's a Pat Albert show. All right, so um, you're going to have to... There you go. There you go. That way. My pick. Yeah, let's do your pick. Man, me and Chris are really sucking. My picks are for the truck series. I am hoping that the, he can his team rebounds from an unfortunate DQ. He won at Daytona. He would have been second had the DQ not happened at Las Vegas. So I am rolling with Zane Smith. For the truck series. The Xfinity series, I'm going with Mr. Dingaling, AJ Allmendinger. See, usually when I pick him, he, he sucks. And then she can't hate me this week because I didn't pick her driver. So we're going with my cup pick is Mr. Face that runs a place. Oh, Chase Crybaby Elliot. Oh, apparently the the newborn told me I shouldn't have picked him. Oh, maybe you ought to change that pick. Yeah, yeah, she's getting upset with me now. You better change it. Well, if she's telling me to change it, I'm going with... Okay, I think she made a good suggestion. She's having me go with T-Rex. Martin Truex. Interesting. Interesting. You know, I just think it's amazing that at a week old, she's talking already. (laughs) I mean, she's more smarter than I, than, than you, Taz. She must have got her mother's brains. We haven't figured out who her driver is yet there, uh, Miss Lee. I just know that my five-year-old likes the McDonald's car. That's all I can tell you. Well, that's because she likes the McDonald's fries. More like the McDonald's. And McDonald's has a play place. I ain't going to lie. Oh, so essentially, for for the kiddos, we haven't figured out the newborn's favorite car or driver yet. But the five year old daughter. As long as you don't put her in Chase Elliott. Nope. Uh, the five year old daughter says she likes the McDonald's car, and yeah, go Happy Meal. 
and the the three year old stepson, the beast, the beast himself. He likes the M and M's cars. Well, that's because he likes M and M's. So I think you should. I think. I think you should give her Ross Chastain. Because she's going to like watermelon. Sorry. Well, if her favorite driver is anything as her mood when she's hungry, then she's um, her driver would be Bushy Bushy, and I can't say the last name. Right. <laughs> All right. So we know everybody's driver. <laughs> and uh, my grandson is a Kyle Bush fan. Well, we won't hold that against him, Miss Lee. We love him anyway. We don't know him, but we love him because we love you. All right, so here's the fan question, and then it's going to be time to get out of here. You can actually get to sleep before 2 a.m., Taz. Um, Listen, I'm being optimistic. Maybe 4 p.m., maybe 4 (laughs) a.m. What time you got to be to work? What time you got to be to work? 9 a.m. Oh, you can go to bed at 7 then. (laughs) You know, mothers do it all the time, so I don't see why you can't do it. Um, The fan question. Fan question. What is a dog leg? What is a dog leg in a racetrack? What is a dog leg? What is a dog leg and why were speeds slower at this track than compared to the first races of the season? So, the reason as to what what is a dog leg, essentially, well, I'm not sure if this will answer both what and why, but Phoenix was built in 1964 around the Estrella Mountains on the outskirts of Avondale because of the terrain and the incorporation of a road course and drag strip designers had to build a dog leg into the backstretch okay you there Yep, we're still here. The right. original okay. so the original road course was two miles in length, ran both inside and outside of the main oval track. Hillsides adjacent to the track also offer a, a unique vantage point to watch races from. Monument Hill alongside turns three and four, which is now one and two due to the track reconfiguration. Is among race fans because is a favor among race fans because of the unique view and lower ticket prices. At the top of this hill lies a bench marker known as the Gila and Salt River Meridian, now listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Right. As so, I'm kind of hoping that essentially is like that kind of answers the what and also the why. Um, Probably more answer why than what. The what pretty much is it's shaped like a dog's hind leg. 
it's an abrupt angle. Um, it's pretty much what I got out of it when I researched it. Uh, you did the what? You did the why? I'll do the what? It's pretty much an abrupt angle. Um, and they actually, you'll hear them say quite a bit. Uh, they cut the dog leg. You'll hear that at every track that uses a dog leg, they cut the dog leg. What that essentially means is instead of going around the turn, they made it, they went straight through it. And that's how Kyle Busch and, among others, were able to pick up so many spots this weekend because they cut the dog leg. They cut it. They didn't follow the path, and not one of them followed it. Um they and I believe Kyle Bush was the first one to go down and try it. And then once he tried it, they all said, Hey, if he can do it, we can do it. And we can do it better. At one point there was it was seven wide racing on the start on the re on the start of the final stage. So now, why were speeds so different? Well, it's a small, first it's a off, smaller mile and a half track. The first track of the season was two and a half miles. The first, the first track of the season was two and a half miles. It was Daytona. <laughs> then we went to California. That's a two mile track. Vegas is a one and one and a half mile track. Phoenix International Raceway is a one mile track. Now we're going back to a mile and a half track. I believe that's what Atlanta is, is a mile and a half. The speeds decrease based on uh, the size of the track pretty much. Um, And that's why, and different horsepower and, and different setups in the car and whatnot. So that's why the speeds decrease the way that they did. You know, we're not always going to run on, we're not always going to run on a two-and-a-half-mile track. We run on – the majority of the tracks on the schedule are cookie-cutter, one-and-a-half-mile tracks. And by cookie-cutter, they're all made the same. They're all a mile-and-a-half, and they're all pretty much the same circumference as the same, the same look and feel. So I hope that that answered your question, uh, Miss Rebecca. And – if anybody wants to ask questions, be sure to send them through the race chat live message board so that we all see them um, and be listening each and every week. Around 9.30, quarter to 10 for the answer. Taz, what do you got going on this weekend other than um, being a stellar daddy? Uh. Take your phone off mute. No, we're not on mute this time. All right. You caught me there, Skippy. I try like hell. <laughs> Someone's got to. But this weekend, basic Saturday's basically uh, newborn pictures. So probably nice. more than likely miss the two Saturday races. But Sunday we'll be watching the cup race. Hopefully when it turns off and mom has to turn the channel, we don't have a uh, upset baby afterwards. I told, you how to, I told you how to eliminate that. 
<laughs> Go in the bedroom and turn off Flow Racing. You might as well. Thursday night, let's see, what do I got Thursday night? Thursday night, uh, I'm going to play at an RV park for St. Patrick's Day. Friday is a gathering at my father and bonus mom's house and help prepare for Saturday for their big get-together. Um, Saturday morning, my father and I are actually emceeing uh, a car show at Sugar Festival at the Sugar Festival here in Lewiston. And then they are offering a free concert. It is going to be uh, the singer of Flatliner and uh, a few other top hits, Mr. Cole Swindell. Nico Moon and Sawyer Brown are going to be in concert here in Clueston. That's a free concert, so we're going to hit that up. Sunday, we're going to sit and watch the race. Well, I'm going to sit and watch the race. And uh, that's all I've got planned, man. Well, before we mention now our platforms or ever, Atlanta, as we said, got repaved. It's its first uh repaved since nineteen ninety seven. The APEC the the degree of banking from some of this is actually um has actually changed except for the APEC uh two degree apex from before to after. From four degrees to eighteen degrees I believe is the um from the from the apron to the high point of the track indifference and then the former banking was twenty four degrees in the turn and now we're up to twenty eight degrees. And with the twenty eight degree banking in every corner of this mile one point five four miles speedway this will now make Atlanta the steepest intermediate track on the NASCAR schedule. So you want another stat of the day? Here you go. Anyways. All right. Our platforms to listen to us anytime you want is any form of podcast, uh, Google podcast, Apple podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, of course, blog talk radio, um, you can always listen to the 110 Nation Sports Show on Monday nights with Mr. CJ Sports. Of course, us on Race Chat Live on Tuesday nights. Uh, in a month in a month or so, we'll have Thursday nights active with the Southern Dirt Track Report as Artie and Jared will be back on once again with the 110 Nation. And I'm, we are all, of course, we are all on Facebook. Uh, they're the 110 Nation Sports, uh, Race Chat Live, and, of course, the Southern Dirt Track Report. So check out our Facebook pages, like them, follow them. Some pages putting up some form of content to keep you up to date 
on anything sports related, racing related. Listen, if you want to know anything about sports, sports in general, you need to check out one the One Ten Nation Facebook page. I know the newly redesigned website is coming soon. Uh, CJ is working on that. Uh, so super excited to see that roll out here in a few weeks. And, you know, it's definitely a good, good, good time. Um, and it is definitely a good time to be a part of the 110 family. Listen, if you if you know somebody who might be interested in hosting a show here on the 110, reach out to one of us, um, and we will put you in touch with people that have more power than we do. Um, and you give them you give them the idea for the show if they think it's a great idea. Heck, we've got open nights, we've got open days, we'll put you on there. Um, We'd love to have you, so uh, reach out to any of us here on Race Chat Live, and uh, we'd be glad to point you in the right direction. I will tell you that looking at the stats from last week, I think we were up like 80 90% in listeners um, when, we had, when we had Brandon on. So definitely looking forward to the next couple of weeks of guests, as I said, uh, next week, Jeremy and Jeff Terrell of Terrell Racing, they've got some announcements to make. Um, then the following week, Luke Rakowski is going to join us uh, from Rakowski Family Racing. And then the end of the end of April, April 26th, Mike Jackson from Swagger Factory Apparel and Schaefer racing team one eight is going to be joining us to talk about their upcoming season um and while everything that they've got going on so uh you can find us on as we said you can find us on blog talk radio uh blog talk radio network you can re-listen to the show we'll share we'll share the show again to you uh tomorrow morning and uh if you missed it, hey, listen again. We want, we we love to have you listen. We love your feedback. And uh, uh, Taz, get us the heck out of here, would you? Sure. And I know Miss Lee's gonna pick on me for this one, and I'm gonna stay in anyways. So thanks a long, thanks to everyone for listening to Race Chat Live. You can catch us next week for all sorts of truck Xfinity. Uh, cup action from the newly repaved Atlanta, the next-gen version of Atlanta, if you want to put it that way, since we are in the next-gen car era. Um, we'll have Terrell Racing join us as well. We'll try to see if we can sneak in some uh, local racing coverage as we have a good amount of it this weekend. And as always, you'll catch us in the same bat time, same bat place, next Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 o'clock Central. This has been the DJ Music Man, Craig Moore. I'm the Tasmanian Double Flaggers, Taz Taylor. Hopefully next week we'll be joined by our third co-host, the Caution Flag of Racing Radio, Chris Creighton. Staying so long. See you. Good night. Good night, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. 
sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.